Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Friends, thanks so much for being with us today. I'm so excited for our show ahead. I just want to remind you that um, we, you can follow us on all the social media channels. It's a great way to stay connected, know what we have going on, both the things that are structured, like when our new podcasts come out, but also things spontaneous that happen along the way. Um, we'd love for you to connect with us there. So just look for I Work For Him. I Work, the number four, him. And I want to remind people to check out the Awaken Podcast Network, awakenpodcastnetwork.com, where you'll find 125 voices out there, all different podcasts, encouraging you to live out your faith in your work, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. You know, fame, it's attractive, sometimes even mesmerizing. So many of us have had at least one moment in our life that we thought being famous would be awesome. But as a Christ follower, fame takes on a different meaning. You may be famous, but it's no longer about you. It's about Jesus. How do you use your fame for his glory and his honor? And what happens when your fame starts to fade or an illness takes you out of the limelight? How you react to your circumstances is being watched by everybody. Then fame may not be all that you were hoping for. Today, we walk alongside and talk alongside with singer, songwriter, artist, and comedian Kelly Lang. KellyLang.net. She's sung alongside some of the greatest singers of our time, performed in front of huge audiences, and has been on many TV shows. And she's got a story to tell about when her fame and her career were threatened by cancer. Walk with us as we talk with Kelly Lang about her story. Kelly Lang, welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. Uh, We're we're excited. Kelly, we always start off with all of our new guests with this question. At what point in time in your life... Did you come to the intersection of deciding to be a Jesus follower? I was always one to go to Sunday school. I always loved that, you know, the whole scene of church. And at 12 years old, I became a Christ follower and I gladly gave my life to him and have not looked back since. Hmm. That's so good. So tell us a little of your story, how you got to, I don't know how how deep we want to go to begin with, but maybe just kind of lay it up as far as, your life, and how you got to where you did in your career? That's a loaded question. I know, right? right? <laughs> and, 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 and how cancer intersected all of that. Okay, so you want me to just talk? Huh? Just go, we're going to let you talk. This <laughs> section of the show, little... we'll let you just talk, yeah. Okay, no, I, I became a Christ follower at 12, and I was always involved with youth groups and things at church and was always singing around church. And I began singing on local TV shows um, in Nashville, let me back up a little bit though. I was born in Oklahoma. My dad was Conway Twitty's road manager. And when Conway decided to bring all of his organization over to Nashville, I was one of the, that convoy <laughs> and we landed in Hendersonville and I began singing around Hendersonville, a lot of churches and a lot of nursing home things. And just to kind of get, you know, my feet wet and a lot of things in church really led me to um, having confidence and, and, I don't know. It was just a very sweet childhood, just a really sweet time. And um, went on to do Star Search with Ed McMahon. Mm -hmm. And that afforded me more national television things like on the Nashville Network and traveling around and meeting a lot of of people and and being involved with country music through Conway anyway. I had had many opportunities to do opening acts as an opening act for 
every country artist known to man. And that's how I met my future husband. <laughs> so this is a very small world we live in. <laughs> so, you know, you, I, I'm, as I was reading some of your story online and, 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 you know, things were going great. And all of a sudden one day, breast cancer intersected your life and things came to a halt. Talk to us about that. I um, was 36 years old and I was a single mother of two little girls. And um, I was actually just signed to a new record label and I was so excited. They were taking my music very seriously and I was singing in Switzerland. Um, And at the airport, I felt this kind of a hard, you know, painful feeling under my arm. And I thought, that's weird. I even dropped my bag. And I'd had an ultrasound in that area before, but they said, nah, it's nothing. You're too too young, whatever. So I, when I came home from Switzerland, they said, I, I told the doctor, I said, I'd really like to get a diagnostic mammogram and a uh, an ultrasound just to see what this is, if it's grown, if it's changed any. And um, they couldn't find it in a mammogram. They could not find it in a, a, a any type of ultrasound. I was just, I just knew it was like a gut instinct that God gives us that I knew something wasn't right. So I asked the uh, technician if I could show her pressing her own ultrasound wand a little closer in what I was feeling. And at that moment, the radiologist came in and he said, we may have a problem here. So we need to get you to a doctor to do a biopsy on this. So they did. And it had already spread to lymph nodes. And all I can say is I don't look b- good, bald, and green because <laughs> that was my reality for the next year. Um, I had 37 weeks of uh, radiation and I had um, a lot of chemo. I don't remember how much chemo I had, but it, it was it was a challenging time for my, I was mad because I, I had to give up what I was really excited about doing is performing and um getting on the road and, and doing things that came natural to me. And this was just like, um, at, at the time, it was just, I, I, I tell people it was like a death sentence handed to you. But the doctor told me he could tell who would survive this by their attitude. So I decided to switch my attitude and give God all the glory in good things and in bad. And I looked at it as my life sentence. Like it was my opportunity to look at things more appreciatively and more, um, I don't know, the grass was greener and the sky was bluer. Just the thought of not being able to see things we take for granted every day really, really was prominent to me that I might not have even noticed if I had not had that diagnosis. So you were able to then take that experience and really use it to to speak into other women that were going through that experience how has God given you that a a new platform you know Martha at the time I was just trying to survive I, I I didn't want people to know how sick I was I would just be I was just doing whatever you could to live you know and had a lot of lovely prayer warriors that came to my guide and and helped me and um I just, I wasn't thinking about being an inspiration to anyone else. I had my head down just trying to get through this. Um, In hindsight, I wish that I had had someone like myself to had looked, you know, up to, I guess. I didn't have any lights at the end of this tunnel for me. It was very, very dark. And I I promised to God, I, I remember specifically, I prayed to him. I said, if you can help me, get through this, I will be that light for someone else. Mm. 
That is my goal. And that's what my, I have chills even thinking about this. It, it is my main purpose in life. And, and in reading some questions that you guys had forwarded me earlier, um, at one point, I will admit my goal to be in the limelight or have fame or whatever was, it was, it was different than it is now. Now the music to me is just a portal to opening me up to a bigger channel of people that might hear my story that can feel some type of light or inspiration from that because the, the breast cancer, although I thought that was a sidetrack ends up being the highlight of my life because there's so many people now that, now that we have the ability to, to reach out on social media that tell me, which I wouldn't have known otherwise, they tell me watching you go through that like a warrior, watching you go through that with a smile on your face, you know, um, gave them hope. So isn't that all we're here for is to help others through our tragedies? Absolutely. And God uses that adversity in, in your life to change you from who you were to who he can use more effectively. And he never wastes a story. He always uses those stories of adversity in our life to encourage other people. Hey, we're talking today with Kelly Lang. I really want to encourage you to check her out online, kellylang.net. Out there, you're going to hear some of her songs. You're going to be able to have the ability to buy some of her songs, but you also have the link to her YouTube channel where you can hear a lot of her story and some great videos where she's uh, been on other people's TV shows and things like that. When I was young, I always dreamed of being on camera because on camera, I could always make funny faces and be ridiculous. YouTube is that dream. There are tons of iWork Frame videos out there on YouTube, each one designed to help you unlock God's purpose for you and your work. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, iWork for Him. That's iWork, the number four, Him. Kelly, let's, let's talk real life. One of your songs that you wrote a lot of years ago was recently, I don't want to say resurrected, but brought back into the limelight to be part of a hospital commercial. I'm not going anywhere is the song. What's the history of that song? (laughs) Well, I was witnessing a friend of mine taking care of her husband and he was, he was getting ready to pass and he was scared. He, although he had a lot of hospice workers around him, he, she was really giving him a lot of her heart and soul and, and as she should. And, and, but I noticed that nobody was really watching over her, but I was so, I was, I was watching her as to how she was behaving. Cause that would be really hard for me to go through. And um, she kept saying, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. I'm just, I'm, you know, and I was so blown away by her ability to be so strong for him. So I, I wrote this song originally just as a, an instrumental and TG encouraged me to put music or words to the music. And Lo and behold, everything I write seems to come true to fruition at some point. Um, three or four months later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and full circle moment. Um, if you don't mind me indulging in the story, I, I, did, I didn't let anybody see me without at least makeup on and, or a head scar or something when I was going through breast cancer. And one day, TG let himself into my, my condo. We never lived together before we were uh, married, but... He did have a key and I, at that time, he didn't know, but I had never let anybody see me cry either. I was trying to be strong for my daughters. They were nine and 13. And so at that moment, I had just looked into the mirror after getting in out of the shower and I, I just saw myself green and bald and scarred up. And I, I just started wailing, just an ugly cry. Hmm. And next thing I know, TG lets himself in and I'm just mortified because he's seeing me 
no hair, no makeup, no eyebrows or lashes. And I, I just was like, I was in a white terry cloth robe and he pulled me down on his lap in my closet floor. And I was just unconsolable. And he kept telling me, honey, I love you. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And at the time, honestly, we had just been dating for a few years. So that was his cue to go in my book. I kept going, no, it's, you don't need to be living like this. And I, I might not make this. And he says, well, I'm, I'm not leaving. So um, it speaks volumes of him as a man, because a lot of, of men, a lot of partners, I should say, just choose to leave when the times get tough. And um, it's it's a beautiful story. It's a love story that um, I'm just really proud of, of how far we've come together. Mm, that's so good. So this song that has that you wrote out of a time when you were witnessing what a friend was going through. Now a hospital is using that as their campaign. Tell yeah, us what that's and like. Two years later, uh, Ascension Hospitals came to our home to film my success story, I should say. And they asked me, they said, do you have a song that would be something you wrote that would be something people could relate to? And I, I thought, I'm, I don't even like to share people playing my guitar because I don't, I know I'm not that great on it, but I played a little bit of that. Never thought a thing about it. It just was like a happenstance. And a few years go by and I hear that they're going to be using it in a Nashville commercial. And it became so successful in the Nashville area. That, and the funny story, a sideline, uh, at the end of the commercial, there's a teeny tiny little by, byline of singer, songwriter Kelly Lang saying this, you know, tiny little writing. But that was so funny because my ego wanted it to be bigger. But the beautiful thing is, is that people had to search it out as to who was singing it. And they had to Shazam me. I don't know if y'all have ever done that, but you can say, hey, Siri, who's singing this? And she'll tell you. I'm on the Shazam charts now because nobody knew who was singing it. (laughs) (laughs) Shazam. Okay. Wow. Different than being Googled. It's quite funny. (laughs) But um, anyway, it's, it's, it's a, who knew, you know, for any songwriter or creative person out there that might think they should give up on something that they created. Don't, don't give up because God wouldn't have given that inspiration to you. uh, If not for some reason, it's in the future. So I'm excited to be part of that. We're talking today with Kelly Lang. Check her out online, kellylang.net, kellylang.net, and the name of the song, I'm Not Going Anywhere. What a great song to download, especially if you're going through one of these, I mean, 500,000 families have been impacted by COVID deaths in the United States of America. That's what the statistics say. There's a lot of people that had to sit by their sides as they watch their loved ones uh, die, and honestly, they had to do it alone. And 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 this is, this is a song where... Uh, the world's changed in the last year. Kelly, your song means so much to people that I'm going to stick by even when things are tough. And that's what marriage is about. And TG was showing his commitment to you even before you got married. And sometimes there are tough times. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a tough one. Hey, I work for him, listeners. Check us out on Twitter for the latest feed and links to amazing kingdom conversations at I Work For Him Radio. You know, you've performed with all kinds of famous people. You've been on TV. I mean, I, I, I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm sorry. I'm not a big country western fan because Polka was big, you know, in Minnesota. That was, <laughs> was a it joke. Really? That was a joke, <laughs> Kelly. Okay, seriously. All right. How do you keep, even today, you, you've sung with amazing people who from all around the world. How do you keep the fame from impacting what's going on in your head? 
Well, I was really fortunate to have been raised around the music industry, and I saw a lot of people that did let it go to their heads, and I didn't want to be like them. And I was fortunate that my dad and my both of my parents, um, being that they were around Conway all the time, dad, dad saw some, it, it's just ridiculous, the arrogance and attitudes of certain people. And he, he just said, you will not be like that. Mm-hmm. You treat everybody the same. You, you are no better than anybody else. And I think it really, really stuck to me because it is way more important for somebody to tell me that they thought I was a nice person than they loved my latest song. It just, that doesn't hold me, you know, and, and when somebody leaves your presence and they tell you that they have, they've been inspired or they've learned something from you or that really means something more to me. And like I said, the music's just a portal. Mm. You know, what a wonderful portal, because it does really speak to a lot of people's souls. And the fact that, that God's allowed you to put words onto paper and to express yourself and have that kind of impact on other people is really amazing. But we know that you as a person need to have a private life and be able to grow in your own faith. How are you able to do that in the midst of all of the many things that you've been involved in in your life? Well, it's never... It never leaves me. It's it's who I am. It's the essence of my core is my belief in Christ. If I didn't have him to center me and to ground me and to speak to, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't have your very best friend to speak to, I, I can't imagine specifically going through COVID without him, but just day-to-day things. I can't imagine not having a one-on-one relationship with him. Do I go? Do I have the opportunity to go to church as much as I would like? No, I don't. Do I have the opportunity to be in Sunday school or whatever Bible studies as much as I'd like? No, I don't. But the fact is, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's within me. He's within our home. And and um, I just think that that's priority over fame or music industry in in my life. Can't speak for anybody else, but that's the only way that it works properly for us. You know, I love the fact that your dad said, don't be like some of those other people. Because I've been around famous musicians who treat their band people not great or their, their roadies that have to move all the equipment. I mean, a, a singer is nobody on the stage without a sound guy, without a, the guys that do the wiring, without the people that play in the band, without the backup singers, without the people that clean the music hall before they come. I mean, it, it takes a team and everybody's got a role to play. And I love the fact that you see that. So as you look at your, your career going forward, um, how do you see that expanding as a mission field? Now, now you've been made famous by a hospital chain in 22 states, so people are going to be looking up kellylang.net, kellylang.net. They're, they're all over the place. You've got an opportunity for an even bigger platform today than ever. How do you plan on using that as, as a mission field to actually get, get people to hear your story? Well, just sitting here talking with you, you know, um, we plan on doing a chain of events that um, will lead people towards our story and lots of podcasts that I have lined up in the future. And, you know, aren't we lucky that we have this ability to do this through Zoom that we can have something that will stick with us and you can share? And we didn't have that many years ago. It was just, it was, it's, you know, grown so much. But I just, it's, like I said, it's the essence of my life. Along with that, I happen to sing, I happen to paint, I happen to be a comedian. 
And, and it's really funny because I never know how somebody would know me or remember me because it's all through different avenues, but God must know I can take on (laughs) all these silly little roles because it's really funny because I have to compartmentalize them. If I'm in a mood to paint, I can't sing. If I'm in the mood to sing, I can't write. If I'm in the mood to write, I can't, you know, it's, I have to like really be single minded when I'm doing them. And there's a lot of prayer goes into what I do. When I, when I sit down to write, I pray for God's inspiration. And a lot of times I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and something's really like, like um, a song just yesterday that I was writing with my friend. Um, I, I'm writing a life sentence, you know, that, so what we just spoke about not being a death sentence, but a life sentence. And um, words came to me really quickly the other morning. And I, I had to get up out of bed and mm-hmm. find my phone, you know, to be able to put them down. Um, God's not done with me yet. So <laughs> I, have, I have lots of things I've still have to do. And, and uh, I just feel that sharing his word is the priority for, for all of us. And I, a question that you had asked um, earlier prior to our speaking was really interesting, and it was talking about. Um, uh, let, let me find it really quickly. Oh, how do you have? How do you have the time? I always have the time because it's, it's, it's just that's the priority. I guess that's a point that I'm mm-hmm. trying to make. It just it never changes um, for me. My days are all the same. And oh yeah, I happen to sing. <laughs> You know, so one last thing I just want to ask you, I am sure that we have a lot of listeners right now that they're aspiring at something, whether it's in entertainment or using some other gift that God has given them, but they're worried about, you know, being in an industry where they would maybe need to compromise their their values or their faith, um, you know, in order to get be successful. What can you say to them to help them to, you know, set some good standards and know that they don't have to compromise? Well, the one thing that I had to really come to, to the uh, forefront with is a lot of people, when I first started out, felt that I should start doing gospel music. And I do sing some Christ music, some gospel music, some inspirational things. But my line of work led me to be more secular. And I would sing in, in places that wouldn't necessarily be church-oriented in any way. Like I would sing at a club or I would sing at a, a event that you know, a bar area or whatever we might happen to be in. My thought was I could possibly be the only Christian that somebody would meet Hmm. in one of those areas. And as Christ followers, our light shines a little brighter than somebody without Christ. And, and I'm, I am now a witness to that. When I walked into a a place here, um, somebody saw something different in me. And I happened to speak something over them that really affected their life. And it really, it, they would not have known Christ other than in this conversation. Mm-hmm. If I had not been there and if I'd only just stuck to singing in a, in a Christian place, I wouldn't have had an effect on this person. And I, I look at those as, as um, I'm very strong in knowing what I am. Nothing can really bobble me in any way. If I go into a bar, I'm still the same person. And I just, I, I just think that um, I'm just, I'm just me, you know? And so in order to give somebody advice on that, you have to get really clear with who you are and what your relationship with God is before. um, So nobody can bobble you. Nobody, this, this career is so fleeting. 
it means nothing without God. Mm. It means absolutely nothing. So you have to get centered with Him before you you achieve any type of success that you won't be tilted off that. Uh, Those are great words. Kelly Lang, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for sharing your song with millions. And thank you so much for being here on I Work For Him today. My pleasure. What a thrill. Thank you guys for having me. You bet. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I Work work For for Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number for him.com.